Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Will Rodriguez from Briggs Wealth Management. All right. Uh, about 30 minutes, and we're going to dig right in. I found interesting in, in your story, your, your entrepreneurial experience. You started your first business at age, age 12, and that resonated with me. I, I um, delivered papers at 12 and decided I had a captive market. So here in Buffalo, New York, we get snow. So I ended up signing contracts for snow and, and uh, then cutting the grass in the summer. But I want to know about you. How, how has your entrepreneurial experience impacted your work uh, in financial planning? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, as you kind of stated, it kind of true. I've come from an I guess entrepreneurial family. My dad was, you know, self-employed uh, for the greater part of you know my childhood growing up. So that kind of you know triggered some entrepreneurial spirits. You know, for myself, I started detailing cars when I was twelve as a way to you know make money to buy shoes and things like that. And I think it even started maybe even before that in elementary school, where a friend of mine would set up a space in his garage to sell baseball cards cool and it's super cool not to have to ask parents for that little bit of money that you needed when you're 12 13 or 14 yeah absolutely and it kind of just carried out you know throughout you know high school and and college and led to to me wanting to get into you know the financial services field um you know once i graduated with my undergrad and and i've kind of have in the industry for well 15 years or so okay yeah, see, you went from a, a large multinational firm and you ultimately joined Briggs Wealth Management in 2019. What drew you to Briggs? Well, the um, the opportunity, you know, kind of came up, you know, without even, you know, re- I wasn't really even pursuing on leaving the firm that I was with uh, previously, but I was ready for the next, you know, stage and growth of my career. And, you know, the what Briggs Wealth Management was doing was something just, you know, unique where I've never, you know, been at a firm that was doing what, you know, it, what Briggs is doing, you know, right now. So a large part of that is a focus on, you know, tax planning and okay. integrating into that into financial planning. Is it when you said uh, you have a firm that does what Briggs does, is that what you were alluding to, the tax planning? Correct, yes. So is it, uh, obviously you enjoy it. Yeah. Tell me the negatives. Tell me about the challenges you find in, in that uh, sector. Uh, in terms of what I'm doing now? Yes. You know, some of the challenges are just, um, that's a great question because you know every day is is a new day. Um, there's always challenges, you know, every day with what you're dealing with. I say most of the challenges that you deal with is just maybe from an industry perspective, you know, dealing with you know some of these you know larger companies dealing with their you know delayed customer service and things like that. You know, making sure you're talking to someone to get the correct information because you know we're playing middleman in between, you know, where um, accounts are housed sometimes and. You know, relaying that information to, to clients and interpreting it and trying to make decisions for them and help them make decisions and recommendations. So that's sometimes a challenge. So is that pretty much a industry challenge? What would you say to a younger guy getting in the financial planning business, how to handle that challenge? Um, I would say you always need to you know, second guess what you're told. You always want to make sure that, you know, you, you're getting the right information. Uh, so, you know, I've kind of built that up, you know, over time and just being, you know, exposed to different parts of the industry where, you know, you always need to make sure you're you're 
the information you're getting is correct. And you always need to kind of second guess yourself to make sure that the information's right. And I, I see you, you've done well at that. Um, you joined the firm in 2019 and you're already, you know, you're a leader in the company. Um, tell me your story. Give me. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm sort of, a, you know, we have a, a great team here. It's a team of, um, of five of us. Uh, I'm certainly, a, you know, a lead, you know, you know, planner here. I'm not responsible for business development or anything like that, but more so, you know, um, helping, you know, with the financial planning aspect of what goes on, you know, in the firm. Okay. You know, part of my career, when I when I graduated with my MBA back in 2012, I was um, luckily, luckily enough to get into Morgan Stanley's, you know, financial planning wealth advisory program where I got to work with, you know, about 30 different advisors, you know, f- and solely focusing on financial planning. Um, so that kind of gave, gave me that, you know, strength and background uh, for what I have and, and what I do. Um, so that kind of, so it's a natural progression to where I am now with, you know, given my experiences. Okay. Yeah. I see that you do have experience in real estate, mortgage and um, right yeah i sold real estate and did mortgages while i was in in grad school so it kind of gave me exposure to to those markets and it kind of goes hand in hand with you know decision making with clients you know clients have you know real estate holdings they um, either are looking to pay down a mortgage or looking to you know apply for a refinance things like that when they come up in conversations i'm well versed in you know which direction a client should be going and growth um well, how would you, if I was an RIA and I had the firm and I said, what, give me, give me two keys on growth. What's your advice? The two best things, the two most important things that I could do as an RIA to grow. I would say streamlining your processes and procedures, okay. uh, making sure that there's scalability there because uh, you want to be able to have these things happen, you know, with a flick of a light switch where you're not second guessing you know, who's doing what and why and making sure that, you know, from soup to nuts, A to Z, you know, from a new client onboarding to ongoing client management, there's documented procedures along the way to help you grow. That's great. And I guess one other thing is we probably need a Maggie May um, <laughs> for security and for office help like you guys have. Um, yeah, that that's our <laughs> principal's uh, dog. Let me tell, uh, tell our audience, Maggie May is literally on their website as security and office helper. Um, so you got to have a cute little dog in the office to to get things done or else you're just not going to grow. So <laughs> just tell me some thoughts. Um, you know, you, you've had a diverse background, real estate. You know, what do you wish you knew when you got into financial planning that you know now? But what do you wish you, you had, you know, advanced knowledge of? Um, you know, that's a great question. Um you kind of have to go through the process of self-discovery and figuring out, you know, where in this field that where you'd like to end up, because you you need to kind of touch a lot of different avenues to get exposure to different things, uh, to be able to have that confidence and decision-making ability to, you know, navigate clients through, you know, their big life decisions. Okay. And so what do you believe, uh, what sets Briggs apart? Well, we have a unique approach to, you know, financial planning where we incorporate tax planning into the mix where we're actually doing client tax returns. So you kind of see hand in hand, you know, the implication on the decisions that you need to make to help uh, clients, you know, reach their goals. So what does that that look like when you you take a client on board? That's one of the things 
Is that required if you say look? It's it's not it's not necessarily a requirement. It's more of a you know an added benefit you know for us to to do their tax return, um, and it helps from you know an income plan a retirement income planning standpoint too. Where you know are they withholding properly, you know for all of their income streams, making sure that you know they're not dealt with a large tax bill, or you know are we liquidating certain positions in doing the right thing from a tax perspective is there capital gains is there anything any losses that we can trigger and you know we have you know hand in that control i don't think um you know a lot of firms you know do that they may work closely with cpas and other accounting offices uh, but now you're dealing with you know third party you know partners and not having that ability to do it you know in-house is um, i think a key advantage into what it is that we do and I, I can see it clearly. I've been, I've worked at wirehouses. I worked on the bank channels. I've worked for hybrid, you know, independence. And now I'm, you know, on the RA side and to be able to have that capability where you're handling, you know, both sides, it's a, it's almost a game changer. Cool. So, you know, the, that word fiduciary, it means one thing, but to a lot of companies, it means something else. And to a lot of individuals, <laughs> tell me what it means to you personally. And then tell me what well, it's just right. it's just always making sure you're doing the right thing for the client, right? You sit at the same side of the table, making sure that they're you're doing the best thing for their situation. Okay, okay. And you know, some people fail at that, but obviously, based on the growth and based on their client. Yeah, no, and then I, I have nothing to say about you know anyone that works in any type of channel whatsoever, you know, to each his own. But, you know, when we're on this side of the fence, it's it kind of takes any conflict of interest out of the equation immediately. You know, you, you've done well. In fact, we, you know, that's how we got uh, sent to you in the, in the beginning. What is the most challenging, back to the challenges, because, you know, we like, we like our audience to hear the good and the bad. So about introducing, getting a new client or introducing a new client to your different way of doing things. Tell me how, what's the challenge in educating that client? How do you work with that you find? Well, I mean, we take, you know, a, a pretty wide, comprehensive approach to what we do here. And it's always laid out in the early stages, you know, in client introductory meetings or, or what have you. And we get to know our clients very intimately here, where we want to know every aspect of their financial life. Um, it's It's pretty thorough and comprehensive, so it can get overwhelming. Um, you know, probably for some clients, otherwise, you know, clients are, you know, are ready to get fully engaged. Most of the clients that are, are new are on a referral basis. So there's not too much, you know, we, we don't need to, you know, upsell like, you know, who we are and what we can do for a client. Um, most of the time, clients have that expectation of what they're looking for. And we're just reassuring that we can deliver that and beyond. Okay. So in other words, you know, listen to the client help them out and continue to help them out right exactly and it's it's a natural progression i mean it's it's you know a lot of people can say you know oh well you know we can give you a financial plan but you know the buck doesn't stop there it takes a while to actually get that up and running for a client you know everyone's busy in, in their everyday life uh, it would be great if you know we can get you know all the documentation we need with the flip of a, a switch but you know in reality it come in drips and drabs and you know and that's okay and and that's fine you know and we're making sure we're addressing all the the hot buttons that need to be addressed and we're building out the plan you know in the background and 
I'd say, I'd say it takes, you know, anywhere from eight months to a year to actually get one in place. If you really think about it, you know, if you're really handling every aspect for every client. I'm curious, what kind of, what's your AUM today? Or uh, we are a little north of 200 million. Okay. And we have about, I would say a little over 105 clients, households. Wow. Good. And then you mentioned scalability. So I'm sure you guys are ensuring that you're scalable as well. And, you know, that's a good point that, you know, you're thinking forward. You're able to, to scale in that nature. And that that's great. So outside of your professional life, um, I know I, I saw you enjoy spending time with the family, traveling and reading. Uh, any books or authors that had a significant impact on your, your approach to financial planning? Um, you know, that's a great question. I read a lot of like, you know, business related books, biographies, things like that. Um, I, I don't say that there's the one, you know, particular book that's, you know, changed things, but I would say, you know, I, I read a lot of professional development books, you know, you start with your basics, like, you know, rich dad, poor dad, things like that. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that there's like one key book. I just, I always just try to add books to the library to continuous reading. Makes so much sense. Um, I, um, interestingly enough, I saw today, um, uh, somebody associated with a company, as a matter of fact, uh, the founder of ClickFunnels. He bought um, their complete collection of original Napoleon Hill things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've read that. He spent like $3 million. I mean, he got things that were written before Think and Grow Rich and original oh, manuscripts wow. went to Think and Grow Rich that were signed by Napoleon Hill. And I mean, videos that were done, you know, you, the old camera and it looks like, you know, the flashing and I mean, he got the whole package, and uh, I thought that was interesting when he was speaking to the guy about buying them. He said, yeah, I don't know, I'll fly out. The guy said, well, everything won't fit in a plane. <laughs> so he's got the ultimate collection of Napoleon Hill, Think You Grow Rich. Oh, wow. 17 Secrets of Success, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, you, yeah, you those are great to books. travel. Tell me, uh, favorite places to travel? Um, I don't know if you can tell by the painting in the background, but that's a, a painting of the Pelham Bridge in Newport, Rhode Island. So I definitely like I'm to travel. To what bridge with it, it, uh, I couldn't figure it out. It did. I'm going, it's not the Verzano. It's not the Golden Gate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So ultimately, this is about you guys. This is a podcast. So our listeners, our audience is going to learn about you. Um, open the doors to you for, for a moment. And what would you like our listeners to know most about Will Rodriguez? And then uh, about Briggs, uh, your company. Um, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I'm not a, you know, pretty much a, a seller by any means, but sure. I like to think that you know anything we do here is, you know, beyond what a traditional firm would do. Uh, we we were always taking the extra mile. You know, under promising and over delivering is probably the biggest thing. You know, we always want to make sure that, you know, we're always doing the right thing for the client and taking that extra step and the extra mile. And I, you know, I personally, I, I like to make sure people are, are treated in the way that they need to be treated and getting the service that, that they need. And that is a company philosophy as well, I'm, I'm sure. You know, I've got a great mentor and coach and, and principal here, Mark Briggs. So he's certainly is, you know, yeah. So that's a pillar in terms of, you know, the standards that we need to kind of continuously to do and provide for our clients. So, Okay, then now back to you. Obviously, when you joined Briggs, uh, you were interested in them, but they were interested in you as well. Do you recall what your major selling point was to them? What about you? 
made them go. I think it's just, you know, my, my built up experience in terms of what I bring to the table from a financial planning perspective. Uh, you know, I've touched on, you know, probably three quarters of a billion in terms of AUM worked on financial plans for that, that amount, of, you know, assets um, and my exposure, you know, seeing different things and working with, you know, different types of planners and, and advisors in the industry. So I know the game and it's certainly advantageous um, for where, where I was in my particular transition point that, you know, I'm, I'm in the right place now. That's great to hear. That's good. It's always good to be there. So how can uh, my audience get in touch with you? Here's, here's time for your shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you can find us at our website, you know, BriggsWealthMGMT.com. Contact information's there. Is there, is there a direct Will number at, to, to reach um, you on? Yeah. Will at BriggsWealthMGMT.com. Phone number is 860-633-8988. Okay. Is that directly to you or is that the general? That's just the office line. Yeah. Okay. Then follow the prompts to get to Will? Hey, they can just ask for Will or they can ask for Mark. Um, either well, one. Will, do you have an ideal client? Do you have an ideal persona? That so, yeah, our, our ideal client you know, has a investable assets of at least a million. Okay. Okay. At any age, do you looking, it doesn't matter or close to retirement or no, no, but you know, we want to work with clients that, you know, appreciate the service that we provide and are just willing to partner with us in their journey more or less. Great. So, you know, this, this really is just a kind of get to know well, it's, it, low pressure conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Even if you have a question of me, feel free to ask. Um, we don't have to use all the time. We have about 10 minutes left. If you have any questions of me, I'm more than happy to ask. Like, absolutely. So, you know, what is it that you do uh, with the, the RA podcast? Well, we're going to air it, but not, not sure when. Uh, you know, you'll get an email that's on the date. They fix it up and make it look really pretty and get you all the information. Uh, it's going to be everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, you name it. It's going to be there. And it really, we are in our RIA. My uh, CEO, Seth Green, has a financial planning background. And um, it's really informational. It's really to get the word to people that need and use RIAs, the people that influence RIAs, the people that influence the people that RIAs want to talk to. So, you know, it gives you the ability to reach out and to speak to many more people. And, and that's why we're here. And we learn, we, we listen. We hear from you guys. You guys are the front lines. You tell us what what, what it takes. Um, you know, that's why I ask the challenge questions. I want to learn what about the challenges. Everybody knows the good stuff. Right. You know, yeah. You hear about the nitty gritty. And, and speaking of that, anything you care to add on that, on the challenges or the, the kind of the nitty gritty? I know for, for me, I hate paperwork. So I use the pile system and not the file system. So that's my, yeah. that's my job. I mean, the, the paperwork, I guess, it comes along with the territory, right? It, it is what it is. I mean, we all dream to to go to a very paperless, you know, society. But you know, the finance industry is sure. is slowly getting there, and we want it to be slow that way. I mean, we you deal with a lot of like cybersecurity issues and things like that that come up. So you always want to make sure that everything is extra secure on all aspects. Speaking of the, like the cybersecurity and, and the stuff, things that are going on now. Um, how do you guys address that? How, what do you What do you guys do to? I mean, we have a third party technology firm that we work with that closely monitors all that stuff and all of the, obviously all of the 
email communication where we're sending, you know, personal information that's always, you know, securely sent to clients. Uh, when we are, when we're accessing third-party sites, there's always like a two-step, two-factor authentication now with things, which is great. It has that extra layer of security, so it's always top of mind. Yeah. I got a question for you, Carl. How did you guys find me and Briggs Wealth Management? How did that? I believe that someone from your firm maybe was on the RIA podcast. I, I believe. I, don't quote me on it, but I believe someone. Yeah, I don't know. I got an email from from Seth about being curious, and that would that would just connected us. I just wasn't. Oh no! Sure you how... So no, you were an RIA that um, came on our radar as as doing. We want to talk to you because you you do a good job. If you got the email from Seth, that's what it was. If you'd got one from me, it was because somebody had been on a previous uh, podcast. Got it. All right. And, you know, because he he's in the financial planning background, he's got, got insights to the industry. And you know, this is this is for you. Once we get it all prettied up and uh, ready for you, it airs. Oh, interesting. Cool. So it'll be a great thing. Yeah. You know, we'll be in, we'll be in touch if and anything we can help you with. Certainly, um, reach out. And once again, I will share with my my audience. And we get about 11,000 downloads a week. So share with my audience uh, again how to reach you. Yeah. Um, you can find me at my email, well at briggswealthmgmt.com. You know, our website is briggswealthmgmt.com. Uh, and phone number is 860-633-8988. Okay. One final question. Since you're in New England, are you a Patriot fan? You know, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a New York Giants fan. Really? Yes. Hey. How long have you been at Briggs? You guys don't have health care because you need counseling. you got to be a Bills fan, man. And I'll tell you about it. Mark's a Dallas Cowboy fan, so we said Oh, start- God, that's even worse. <laughs> we, we have our, our, see, our weekly talks. As you can see, I, I went to Buffalo <laughs> Bills University. <laughs> so go Bills this week and uh, yeah, go Giants. We don't mind the Giants. Yeah. This has been a great a pleasure talking to you. Um, Absolutely. Give my contact number and email address. Give me any questions at any time. Reach out. And, and I'll reach back out to you from time to time with uh, Yeah, sounds good. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate your time. Thank you, and have a great day. Thanks. You too. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.